I'm Roger Baker, Executive Director of the Stratfor Center for Applied Geopolitics at RAIN, a global center of excellence for geopolitical intelligence and analysis. Learn how you can put geopolitics to work for your organization at RAINNetwork.com. Welcome to RAIN's Essential Geopolitics Podcast. I'm Ryan Boll, a senior Middle East and North Africa analyst here at the RAIN Network. Here with me today is Matteo Iardo, our European analyst. Thanks for joining me, Matteo. Hi, Ryan. Thank you for having me. So today we were going to talk about EU sanctions against Russia's oil exports. And EU sanctions against Russian oil exports uh, took, or oil products, took effect last Sunday, with the bloc putting an embargo on gasoline, diesel, and other refined products uh, coming from the Russian Federation. Uh, as the EU normally imports most of its diesel from Russia, uh, this is a major development for the market. Uh, but what impact will these sanctions ultimately have? So, Matteo, let's start off with what is the new ban targeting exactly, and, and how does it work? So uh, the ban targets uh, all refined oil products from from Russia. Basically, everything that you can take out of a barrel of crude oil. This includes uh, lighter products like uh, naphtha and, and gasoline, uh, middle, middle distillates like jet fuel, gas oil and diesel, and heavier products like fuel oil that, that is usually uh, used in, in ships, for instance. Um, the, the ban... Uh, here, just like uh, it was the one in uh, in December against uh, seaborne crude uh, oil imports from Russia, was accompanied by a price cap. Uh, the idea behind it being to uh, reduce Russia's oil revenues uh, without disrupting global energy markets as a whole. Uh, in fact, the price cap effectively works as a sort of uh, amendment to the to the embargo. It allows ships um, owned and insured by companies based in either the EU or G7 countries because it, the, the price cap is an EU G7 initiative. So basically EU plus Canada, US, UK and Japan, uh, it allows them to trade the um, Russian refined products if this is done below a certain price threshold, which uh, was set in this case at one hundred barrel, uh, one hundred dollars per barrel for premium refined products. So we're talking about uh, products that sell at, at a premium on crude oil, so gasoline, diesel, jet fuel, and at uh, forty-five dollar dollar per barrel of products like fuel oil, naphtha, and and other those products basically that that trade at a discount to crude oil. So. Uh, now, this is going to be uh, very important for uh, particularly for diesel, for NAFTA as well, but mostly for diesel, as Russia was, as you said, Ryan, uh, by far the dominant non-European uh, supplier of diesel to Europe, uh, providing something like a third of total diesel imports in, uh, in 2022. Because of, of this, uh, many, including me, were expecting a significantly bigger impact that uh, that we are currently seeing in the market. So the impact, in fact, doesn't really seem that substantial for now, neither in terms of reduction in output from Russia nor in terms of supplies to Europe and not even in terms of market prices. So uh, this is due to, to several factors, mostly the fact that um, Russia... Uh, sorry, Europe 
managed to to increase uh, stockpiles of diesel significantly before the ban entered into force. European buyers were well aware of this uh, that this was coming months ago, so had time to prepare. And uh, and in general, other market forces that are keeping prices low for now. Um, so yeah, but most importantly, uh, beyond prices, this is not creating the shortages that many had feared. Uh, could happen before the the cap entered into fro- into force on Sunday. So I think you're saying that that for now is probably the most important part. But we do have a large volume of oil products coming off the market, and there's got to be somebody who's going to be trying to fill that gap. And what does that mean as somebody attempts to fill that gap for for prices in Europe and beyond? Yeah, no, you're right, Ryan. We we're seeing uh, indeed a bit of a reshuffle in uh, in global supplies to readjust to the ban and, and basically get those missing barrels uh, to Europe that are not coming from Russia anymore. So if we're not seeing a great disruption so far, we still definitely are seeing uh, a great transformation uh, within the market. Um, we, we saw Europe increased imports from, uh, from mostly from the US, but also a lot from the Middle East and part of Asia. It did so already months ago. Uh, it's continuing to do so. Imports are increasing now from those regions. Uh, for instance, at the end of 2022, at the end of the st- of last year, Qatar uh, announced in 2023 it would have increased fivefold the uh, supplies of of, uh, of diesel to Europe. Saudi Arabia uh, said also it would increase uh, outputs of from from its refineries of diesel to. Um, to Europe, Americans refiners uh, started uh, shifting production towards increasing output of diesel to to gain on uh, to, to to profit on higher uh, margins for for the product because um, diesel prices have been significantly higher than than other oil products throughout last year. Um, looking ahead, the the Middle East uh, again should be still. Uh, relatively well placed to basically plug the the supply gap uh, in Europe where for for diesel uh, thanks to the proximity and and also for new refineries coming online and the US as well because what diesel cracks which is how the, the industry calls the the margin in between the raw, uh, the, the crude oil and uh, the diesel, the refined products, are set to remain high, even though, even though prices are have not spiked after the the price cap. Um, the impact of, of prices for now had been has been limited, and this was due to to several factors. The fact that, for instance, markets, as I said uh, earlier, were had a lot of time to prepare and adjust to find alternative suppliers. Uh, we had strong stockpiles built in Europe, and this was because European buyers accelerated uh, purchases of Russian diesel uh, prior to to the beginning of the ban. This was so particularly evident in November, December, but also last month, where uh, they uh, they were on average, if I'm not wrong, um, seven hundred of seven hundred thousand barrel per day. Uh, imported in in the month, so above average, exactly in preparation of this ban. So the market found itself uh, ready for for this ban, and uh, but at the same time, as we were saying earlier, this is the the impact so far. 
we could see, uh, and maybe we'll talk about that a bit later, but we'll see how rerouting exports, both for uh, Europe's new suppliers and for Russia, will have an impact on global prices. And uh, we may see the full effect of, of the ban uh, in the next months. Another reason why prices for now are falling is that we are in the middle of a recession in most of advanced economies and uh, diesel is very closely tied, the price of diesel, to the uh, the general health of, a, of the economy because diesel normally powers uh, industry and powers not only because it is becoming, uh, it is also a source of, of heating in industry, a source of power in industry particularly because of high energy, high gas prices in Europe, but it also powers um, business fleets, basically uh, light trucks, heavy trucks that uh, delivers goods um, around the economy. So the price of diesel goes hand in hand with the, with the macroeconomic situation of a country. Once that uh, is over, we are expecting the recession currently to be short-lived. So once the economy goes back in shape, then diesel prices are set to, to increase again. And once Chinese demand also comes back online, uh, we, we may see uh, volumes that normally China exports to, to the rest of the world uh, being left increasingly to the domestic market. So we may see uh, the, the, mar the market getting a bit tighter and prices increasing over time. So we're thinking a, a lot about the, the impact of Europe cutting off the Russians, but what happens to, to Moscow itself? Uh, where will it sell its oil products and how will its economy be affected? So Russia obviously uh, opposes any attempts to, to cut prices of its energy exports. It, in December, uh, it had banned uh, crude sales to those buyers that mention even indirectly the price ceiling in their contracts. And it, it has done something uh, just like that now in, in response to the ban to oil products. Um, so keeping that in mind where it is selling, it is selling to uh, uh, mostly historic markets, for instance, to, to Turkey. It has increased significantly its supplies there. Uh, it is selling in Africa, North African countries in particular, which is also very uh, something to keep in mind because we may see some of those countries blending in Russian diesel with their own and then selling it back to to Europe and basically have Russian diesel uh, that comes in the region anyways, just with a different name and a bit of a different taste because of the blend. But uh, so that that's also something to keep in mind. But uh, uh, mostly also it's rerouting it to, to African countries, uh, other countries in Asia and the Middle East. And it's also um, not for now, but make start selling more diesel to Latin American countries, uh, trying to pull the plug into the, the supplies there once as the U.S. increases volumes of, of diesels to Europe, uh, which normally would go to Latin America. So literally we have supplies uh, shifting in this sense, uh, Russian diesel going to Latin America, U.S. diesel going to Europe. And uh, this, of course, has an impact on prices because longer routes mean also uh, lower margins, uh, increased shipping costs. And, uh, and definitely that will reflect eventually on, uh, on global prices. Well, certainly a lot to think about and a very big topic that we will continue to track throughout the year of 2023. Uh, thank you, Matteo, for joining me. Understanding geopolitics is critical to future planning, whether you run a multinational conglomerate or you are planning a trip to a place you've never been. 
Rain offers businesses complete geopolitical intelligence solution with Worldview for Enterprises. Our app delivers forward-looking enterprise-level analysis and tools that enhance your ability to understand what happens next. Learn more about Rain's geopolitical intelligence solution at rainnetwork.com. That's R-A-N-E network.com. Thanks again, Matteo, for joining us and, and discussing this important issue. Thank you, Ryan. I'm Ryan Bolt. Thanks for listening.